How do you make business problems disappear? Wrap them in bacon. For business owners, marketing execs, and anyone trying to grow your business, pump your profits, and make more while doing less, welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits? Every week our chefs will serve you proven recipes for ramping up your revenue. Now here's your host, Brad Costanzo. All right, welcome back to Bacon Wrap Business. I'm Brad, your host, and today I am talking about crowdfunding. I've got my friend Greg Jacobs on the line, and I'll be introducing him here a little bit more officially in just one second. But we're going to cover a topic of crowdfunding. Uh, you probably know what that is, hopefully by now. You know, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, this kind of ways to raise funds to create a product, launch a business, etc. And Greg's going to share a very unique uh, method that he's developed that I have not heard of people doing before. He got on the phone with me and started telling me a little bit about it, and I invited him on the show to say, let's uh, let's flesh this out a little bit more. I want to know more. So I'm going to tell you in just a moment, but first I want to encourage you that if you're listening to the show and you're not already a subscriber on iTunes, uh, go over to iTunes. Go to baconwrapbusiness.com forward slash iTunes. Hit the subscribe button. You won't miss a single show. And if you like what we're doing, leave a review. Uh, if it's a five-star review, if you love it, uh, we don't have too many, if any, one-star reviews. Everybody seems to enjoy the the episodes, and I love it when you share it. Tag me in it. Let me know. And if you have any questions at any time, you can always reach out to me at askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. Tell me your business challenges. Tell me the guests that you'd like to hear more about, the topics you'd like to hear more about, and I will make sure to get to them. So, speaking of getting to our guests, Greg Jacobs, I met, I want to say about three years ago, and he's been an, he's been online marketing since, I believe, 2007, starting with AdSense sites before moving to eBay, then to mobile apps, to Amazon, and now crowdfunding. One of the things I've always been really impressed by is Greg has just a remarkable way to spot opportunities and capitalize on them quickly. So he has a way of following the latest trends in the industry and finding the low-hanging fruit. To a T, every one of these low-hanging fruit, high-profit businesses still make people a lot of money. But after a few years of being in the public realm, it became a lot harder to break into these what we call blue ocean industries. And Blue Ocean is an amazing book if you haven't read it, by the way. Just It's talking about an industry that is not you know, red with blood because there's so much competition in the market. So now this blue ocean is crowdfunding, and Greg is one of the world's most in-demand crowdfunding consultants, and he's recently come off a campaign that raised $500,000. So what he's here today to teach you is that crowdfunding is not just for inventors, but for everybody. And this is what really got my intention because I typically thought of crowdfunding as people who are just developing products and um, inventors. But Greg said he's going to enlighten us on another way to use it. Greg, welcome to Bacon Rat Business, buddy. Well, thank you very much, Brad. And um, it's great to, great, to, great to talk to you and congratulations on the recent news. Thank you. Yes, for everybody who doesn't know, I just got married this past Saturday, and next, next week heading to Greece. So yeah, that's I mean that's to- totally fantastic news. But um, crowdfunding. I mean, you know, I, I discovered crowdfunding just just a couple years ago, and um, you know, I, I thought that crowdfunding was was the same as everybody else. I was like, wow, you have to be some you know some big inventor person or have some 
magnificent world-changing idea or you're writing a book or making a video game in order to do that and so in my mind I kind of I kind of segmented and eliminated myself as you know okay I'll go and support crowdfunding campaigns but I I wouldn't even know how to start to uh to do them and um and and Brad I guess that's probably where you are and where most people listening to this uh to this call are as well right it's like crowdfunding is just like this thing that other people do right Exactly. Where, okay, I've got an idea. I don't have the money to develop it. Maybe I've got a prototype or I'm coming up with something and it's my genius invention. I need to raise money to make it happen. Um, The problem is if you don't have that, if you're not sitting on this genius idea or you don't have this big passion project or you don't have kind of an art or creative project, for me, crowdfunding has always been one of those things like, oh yeah, that'd be nice to do. It's nice to know I have that option if if lightning strikes and I get a great idea. Yeah, and, and I'm and I'm an entrepreneur and I come up with lots and lots of ideas, but my you know, the first idea that I have is how I'm gonna go make money. <laughs> and, you know, some sometimes I don't get that big splash of creative genius, but I, I've been I've been looking I, I've studied deeply the crowdfunding market. I've studied deeply you know, literally thousands of campaigns successful and unsuccessful, mainly on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. And what I've discovered is a, a very interesting trend, and you know, some people when they hear about this trend, you know, they could they could have one of two reactions, which we're going to go over in a minute. And the trend, the trend is that you know, people are 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 taking products that are you know they're already out there. You can maybe source them on Alibaba or something, and they're they're basically modifying them up, um, doing some slight modifications, and, and they're putting it on like uh, sites like Indiegogo. And they're literally raising millions of dollars, which, which means that, you know, with innovation, Brad, um, you need, I mean, to make money, you need to do two things. Number one, you either need to innovate something new or number two, you have to take something that already exists and you have to put it on a new and innovative platform. And, and this is what a lot of people are doing to the tune of millions and millions of dollars is they're taking things that already exist, they're spicing it up a bit, and they're putting on crowdfunding. And instead of just being a commodity, it's, it's a bright, new, amazing thing. Okay, so because you and I have discussed this, I, I know a little bit. I'm not coming at this as blind as the audience probably is, but let's let's – flesh this out. So you're sure, saying sure. that uh, Alibaba, most of my listeners probably know what Alibaba is, where you can go source all different types of products, like everything under the sun. It's the biggest e-commerce platform in the world. Uh, and they're sourcing products that already exist. And you said that, but correct me if I'm wrong. So are some of them people just taking that and posting it directly like on Indiegogo and just say, here, fund my inventory? Or are they, because <laughs> you, you mentioned modifying it as well. Yeah, that that happens, and um, you know, under the terms of service of Kickstarter, that's generally not okay. Under the terms of service of Indiegogo, that actually is okay as long as you don't lie. If if you're not saying like you know I invented this new you know electric bicycle, <laughs> then um, this new e-bike, and you're just saying like here's this e-bike I found, I need to go and pre-fund. You know, I need to pre-fund this. Go ahead and click here to do it. There's actually nothing that violates the terms of service, and, and people are doing that. Um, and, and there's been some controversy about it. Um, you know, if you look up, like, the Sounders e-bike, that, that was an e-bike, as far as I can see, that was pulled directly off of Alibaba, and they raised $6 million at Indiegogo. Like, that, I mean, $6 million is a lot of money. Yeah, and is. if you look at every, like, e-scooter or, like, you know, electronic skateboard 
Um, you know, most most little like you know Bluetooth headset devices that you'll find on Indiegogo or Kickstarter, um, you'll you'll realize that they're actually they're sourced like directly off of Alibaba or global sources. And in some cases, people don't even change the pictures. There was there was one case of a campaign, and yes, it was controversial again that they just pulled they pulled directly the pictures off of um, Alibaba. And you know, photoshopped their logo on them, put it on there, and they've raised over two hundred thirty thousand dollars so far. Wow! So, so I mean, Brad, I mean, Brad, there's when you hear this, there, there's there's two reactions a person can have. One reaction is that is like, oh my god, that's horrible. Why, why could somebody do something like this? And the other reaction is what? Well, the other reaction is that's incredible, and um, <laughs> there's a lot of money to be made. Especially, I mean, so. Yeah, my reaction was, wow, that's incredible. There's there's a ton of opportunity there. But my other reaction was, is that too good to be true? Okay, what's you know what's the downside? Is it against terms? Like you said, it, you know, Kickstarter doesn't like that, but other platforms like Indiegogo, and those are not the only two crowdfunding platforms I know. Um, that's not against that. Plus, I also realize what you just said that you know whether you're innovating or improving upon another innovation, there's not a, that many brand new ideas out there. No. Most things are borrowing the brilliance of other objects and you're you're improving something so i could i totally saw the opportunity there where i could imagine myself if i'm looking on alibaba if i'm looking at products that exist and think well how could i improve on this what could i add to this to make this you know be considered innovative and in order to do that obviously that does cost money so now you know i am in the create i am creating something that doesn't exist exactly like it is and using crowdfunding to not only you know fund the development but the inventory yeah yeah and you know people that um you know we know a lot of people because it's been really trendy the last couple of years who do like amazon private label selling exactly so so they're you know they're pulling something on alibaba and they're basically arbitraging it on amazon and doing the marketing and you know the skill set that it takes to do amazon private label which you know is is not that big of a skill set you just have to be able to follow directions and crowdfunding is basically the same and you know it's just it's just moving is moving the party to a new platform. Um, I can give you a good parallel example that a lot of people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Is back in you know about 2011, mobile apps were becoming you know the the new hot thing, and I was heavily involved in the mobile app industry. And what was happening there is you could take almost any website or any niche. And, you know, quite simply create a mobile app based around that niche. And it would go and get hundreds of thousands and millions of downloads and hence give you a lot of profit just because it was the first one there. Right. And, and, th- and that was how the industry worked for a couple of years is like, you know, you know, is there an app for that? And it was like, oh, you know, uh, underwater photography, there's no app for that. So I'd make an app on underwater photography and suddenly I'd get, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 downloads. And it's not a lot, but you, you monetize that and you do it. You just keep repeating the system. And people made a lot of money doing that. And it's kind of the same thing with crowdfunding right now. So crowdfunding is just the sparkling darling. You get something and, you know, you, you go and you have to adjust the marketing. There's a few ways that we adjust it to make it crowdfunding friendly. Um, and which we could go over if you want, but you, you adjust the marking, you put it on there, and it just sells just because it's on those websites. People just like to buy things on crowdfunding that don't aren't ready to ship yet. I don't know why, but as as a you know as a capitalist, is it okay it's, to say I'm a capitalist, or is it bad to be a capitalist? It's quite all right. Okay, okay. Because I, I don't know these days with political correctness whether it's cool to be a capitalist or I'm bad for being a capitalist. But as a capitalist, I, you know that's just an opportunity to me. Yeah, I yeah, so I totally agree. And that's one of the things that I want to talk about because this is my personal curiosity. So 
I've, I've purchased several things off of crowdfunding, Kickstarter, Indiegogo campaigns, and the things that usually that I'm familiar with is they're usually telling the origin story of, hey, this is my great idea, and this is how I want to sell it, and it's kind of new and unique, and this is the way to position it. So, um, and as you mentioned, and it, it is you know wise not to come out, you know, find something on Alibaba and say that you're inventing this thing from scratch. But there's, you probably also don't need to come out and say, hey, I just found this thing on Alibaba and I'm trying to yeah. fund my inventory. So what? It, it seems like there's a middle ground in there to where you're not, you're not lying, you're not misrepresenting, but you're also portraying it in a way that, that makes people want to invest. And usually what I've seen is it's story driven and there's something that really makes people want to, to buy that. What is, what, how do you balance those two out? Well, we need to, and, and everything you everything you said there is absolutely correct. We you don't want to lie, but you don't want to go and say like, "Hey, I just pulled this off of Alibaba." And the way that you do that is we um, when when I consult people, I have a list of modifiers that I give them. So you know, the world's small, smallest, the world's biggest, the world's first. You know, the first one made out of titanium, or if you're gonna you know actually add something to it, is mm-hmm. you know the world's first spatula with a laser pointer on it, and. <laughs> You know, like the the the, uh, the Bluetooth headset one I was talking about before. They say it's the world's smallest Bluetooth headset. I actually just kind of pulled up the campaign and I'm looking here on the page right now. And uh, you don't have to say this or that. You just find something. People on crowdfunding want to hear that it's the world's first something. So yeah. if it's the it's the world's first, you know, shirt made out of this material, it's you know, the world's first or the world's smallest this or that. So you take your product and you find out the one thing that makes it unique from everything else in the world. And then you say it's the world's blank blank, if that makes sense. Right. No, it totally does. So when you, you know, the, the world's the world's, you know, the world's smallest iPhone charger with the longest battery life combined. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a, it's kind of funny. This just makes me think of one of the things, you know, the guy, one of the guys who's in the news more than anybody right now is Donald Trump running for president. And one of the things, you know, I've followed his um, trajectory over the years. And one of the things he's known for very much is using those qualifiers as well, such as, you know, this is the world's fi- the number one hotel, the finest thing. It's, it's, it's one of those things that uh, you're always looking for enough of the hype and I, I you know hype is not always a bad thing but enough of the things that that create that that uh, brand that mystique that's something that people want to buy into it's not necessarily it's not a lie but it is it is marketing it's marketing, marketing. Exactly. It's marketing. I mean, exactly. marketing is everything I mean uh, it's it's it kind of it's kind of hard sometimes Brad because there's people there's people out there who are like they the, the hunt the witch hunt marketers, and the reality is is everything everything's marketing that iPhone in your pocket pocket that's been marketed to everybody up the wazoo that that watch on there it's marketing's everywhere, and you know just because we're sharing what we do doesn't make us any different than anybody else out there in the world no, I agree completely so when you are when you are finding something that's available let's just say elsewhere so it's already been produced and i and I understand some people may or may not the concept of private labeling. So you are typically doing a very small modification to it. You know, slapping your own label on something that already exists is a little bit mm-hmm. different than taking something that exists and modifying it materially enough to where you know I'm going to put the the laser beam on the spatula. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it, that's, a, that's our joke. Yeah, the laser exactly. beam on the spatula. I love that. So how 
how challenging is it to get really material or a how challenging is it and b how necessary is it to get really material modifications done on some of this stuff like to what degree do you have to modify something to really make it work and how challenging is that or is it really kind of just like private labeling no it's it's just it's private labeling plus you you need to um sometimes you can you sometimes you can get lucky and you can find something that um uh, like for example um earlier this year and they actually did it on kickstarter and kickstarter let it go so kickstarter isn't consistent they went and sold um uh is an iphone charging cable that was made out of like some sort of material that wouldn't tangle so it's like a tangle free iphone charging cable and they raised you know one hundred and twenty two thousand dollars on it which is on kickstarter which was really really cool and then you look and there there's like you know there there's 20 suppliers selling the exact same thing on alibaba so um <laughs> so right. it's you know so so in that case you know they they went for it they had they had the balls and they did it and, and it worked and they did it on kickstarter you know good, good on them um you know and and you'll find things work over and over again that e-bike that i told you about you know they raised six million a couple months later somebody was like oh wow they sold six million on e-bike let me get another e-bike i can put it on there and somebody else sold eight hundred thousand dollars on an e-bike that was just you know pulled off of the web it was a wavy bike um, so, you know, in this case, people aren't doing anything. They're putting it up there, but I don't recommend that, that, okay. you know, if, if you're going to do that, that's going to be something where you, if you have to ask the answers, no, <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes sense. And what, what I do like about this a lot is that you can't, if you are the least bit creative, you can source products that really aren't available elsewhere. If you, you can brainstorm on what could you know what could make this even a better seller and even if it does require additional modification that would cost money or whatever the nice part about this is that crowdfunding makes possible something that absolutely would not yeah. be possible any yeah, other way get a, yeah get a prototype you know figure out what you want get a prototype made that usually don't cost that much relatively and then you know crowd, crowdfund you know the manufacturing if you want to put a laser pointer in your spatula they can make you up one prototype. You can get you a general production cost, and they'll say, "Okay, well, you know, it's going to cost forty thousand dollars to get started. Great, go crowdfund it. That's what crowdfunding is there for. That's the point of it. It's like I can't afford to do this on my own." Right? How how important? I mean, this may be dependent upon the actual product, but how de- important is having a physical prototype ready of yours with your modification, etc., versus whether it's a, a computer-generated mock-up or just, you know, the, you know, a sketch. Well, I could tell you the best practice, and I can tell you what people do. Please. Okay, b- best practice is, and if anybody asks me, this is what I'm going to tell them, is like, and it's for, it's for numerous reasons, is get a freaking prototype. If you can't have a prototype in your hand, then um, you don't even know if it's possible to make. So you need to know, before you do your campaign, you need to know that it works and you have to know how much it's going to cost. Without a prototype, you don't know that it's actually going to work, how much it's going to cost, and you're going to be in, in a major, you know, a shat show. Um, I don't Do we swear on this podcast, Brad? I don't know. Go for it. Okay, so you're going to be in a major shit show. Um, okay, so... Um, so, I, I'll t- uh, that's what I'll tell people, and sometimes prototypes aren't that pretty, so they'll get a prototype that works, and then they'll go uh, computer generate up, like, you know, actually what it's going to be. Um, but unfortunately, that's not you know what a lot of people do and a lot of people will literally raise millions of dollars off of computer generated models with no prototypes and you know 
right, wrong, who knows? I'm not there to judge. I just would not recommend doing that because that, you know, for obvious reasons can get you into sticky situations. But it is done time and time again. Look at, you know, look look at any of these pages with a critical eye. You'll find that a good percentage of them aren't actually, they don't actually show what the product is. Mm. It's just a good designer on the computer who just raised a million dollars based off of Photoshop design. You know, good on them, I guess. I don't know. So what are the ramifications of raising money i come up with an idea here's my here's my laser pointer spatula which i love that example yeah yeah, yeah. But, let's, let's do it dude yeah. you and me partners let's, let's do that one <laughs> biggest indiegogo success ever so what are the ramifications because i know that um you know you typically offer the various rewards like you can you know if somebody pledges x they can get the you know, they can actually get the product, but they can also get other kind of swag and different things. And I don't really want to go into the, the reward strategy because I know you have an entire strategy around that. But what are the ram- what, I want to talk about downside. Downside. What are the ramifications if, A, I guess if you don't raise enough, the funding that's required, you, just, you don't have to do anything. It just, re- what, refunds the people back their money? Um, well, um, for- fortunately, that's never happened to me because we know how to market. Right. Um, <laughs> But I'm but, talking about, like, just what's the da- – I want to just okay. downside protection. Okay, so um, legally what happens is um, Indiegogo and Kickstarter, uh, at least Indiegogo, they remove themselves from the process. So l- legally they're saying that, okay, great, we went and were hosted we, – we were, you know, a platform for raising your funds. You got your funds, and now it's your legal responsibility. Um, there was one case of a crowdfunding campaign owner who – um, I don't know if he if he got fined or indicted because he he literally took all of the money he raised. It was a few hundred thousand dollars and spent it on personal expenses that had nothing to do with the actual product. Um, so that was that was something where he was being you know blatantly dishonest. There's been thousands and literally thousands of other cases over tens of millions of dollars where people have raised money and. You know, like like it says at the disclaimer at the bottom. You know, this is this is a risky product. This is a mm-hmm. risky venture. They put all that money into development, and you know things didn't go well. And they you know they sent emails to the people who contributed with you know some you know some summary of their finances to show that you know they tried their best and they failed. And then everybody just kind of shakes their head and moves on. Right. So that that's like the, the maybe the the big risky downside, especially to consumers. What about, then there's two other things for product developers is a, I guess if you need, let's say you put your goal is to raise, I don't know, $10,000. Let's Mm -hmm. do a small one and you raise $3,000. So the downside there is just, okay, well, I didn't get funded and it, you don't get the 3000, you don't get money unless your goal is that correct. How does that work? Um, well, Kickstarter, it's you don't you don't get your money unless you hit your goal. Um, with Indiegogo, they have flexible funding. So, I mean, if I'm trying to get ten thousand dollars and I only get five hundred dollars, I get that five hundred dollars. Okay. Now, now that me taking that five hundred dollars, that becomes my problem. So, if I know I need ten thousand dollars to you know make the mold for my product or something, I'm not even going to like you know take less than that because I'm screwed and the customer's screwed. Uh, uh, if I, if I go ahead and yeah. take that, so that, that that's why we have goals is because we need this much money to get out the door. Okay, on mo- on the average product that uh, and if there is an average product, let's just say there is, what do you recommend people kind of setting as a goal? Because in this case, it sounds as if 
the biggest expense is not necessarily, correct me if I'm wrong, going to be um, product development because you're your angle is to take products that already exist and either have the manufacturer modify a private label, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. it sounds to me like the biggest expense is funding your initial inventory purchases so that then you can get them, let's just say on Amazon or Shopify or however you intend to market it once it's at market. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you recommend? Do you have a recommendation for what people set as their initial goal? Yeah. Um, it, it's, you actually game the system, Brad. And it's, mm, and, it's, I like and I say it. that in the most gentle, loving way. Um, <laughs> no, I love it. Is um, these, just like, you know, if anybody who's sold on Amazon or, um, you know, tried to do SEO, is these, these crowdfunding websites has algorithms. And, these, and basically, if you can get on the front page of Indiegogo or Kickstarter, you're going to literally get sent hundreds of thousands of dollars in free traffic. Right. And so what you need to do is you need to completely gamify your approach to do that. And to do that is you need to hit your goal, preferably in the first day. So if you go and say set, let's say like your real goal is $100,000. If you set your goal for say Mm $10,000 and you hit that $10,000 in the first day via, you know, your own internal marketing. Um, you can't expect Indiegogo or Kickstarter to drive your initial sales. You actually need to go ahead and drive it yourself. Um, you, you hit that initial goal um, with, with your own marketing. It's going uh, to kick some algorithms over. And those algorithms are going to go ahead and get you on the front page. Yeah, like let me guess, Indiegogo loves to show off the... Yeah, they're the like, ones. look, they just, ra- they just hit their goal in the first day. Now go buy more of it. Yeah. Um, so... By, by doing this, you're going to um, – so what I recommend to people is, you know, depending on the scale of your project, is always set your, your stated goal on the page lower. Because let's say you, your goal is, um, you know, let's say you raise um, $90,000, Brad. If your goal is $100,000, somebody goes to your page and they're like, oh, great, they're only 90% funded. I don't know if these jerks are going to make it. Mm-hmm. And, but if your goal is $10,000 and you've raised $90,000, they're like, they're like, holy shit, they just raised 900% of their goal. That's really awesome, Mary. Let's buy one. Yeah, yeah, because we know where it's going to go. Yeah, that's, that's great. That, and that's an interesting insight. I had actually had not thought about that before, and I've purchased many things on Indiegogo Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, we're um, and we're we're the junkies. Um, there, there's actually we we'll f- we found you know our product was in you know it was a very specific product in the health and fitness niche that you know only would really appeal to you know generally to us you know people already in that niche, and we found that after all was said and done that more than half of our buyers were not in that niche at all. They were what we like to call crowdfunding junkies. These really? are people who just like you know, troll these sites and just look for neato stuff and buy it every day. Shopaholics. They're shopaholics. So what I found is that, you know, the products that do best are the products that anybody can see is like, wow, that's neato. I want one of those. So yeah. they're the products that don't exclude people. If, if that if that makes sense. That does make sense. Mass market. Yeah, that they're products that like almost anybody can see and just be stoked on and want to buy one. Okay. And, and if you can, you know, going further, if you could pick your niche that really, really goes ahead and fits that, you know, something that's just like a neato impulse purchase, whether it's, you know, for a few dollars or hundreds of dollars, you're going to do a lot better than being, um, you know, highly backed into a corner. Right. So here's another question that just popped into my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the Indiegogo and Kickstarter crowdfunding campaigns that I've seen have these really compelling videos yeah. that, that market the, the heck out of them. And... Mm-hmm. 
with, a with video technology these days that's easier and easier to create but uh, the, the real question is how necessary is it to have a just this jaw-dropping video obviously if you if you can afford to produce one of those you're probably going to do a lot better but how necessary is it it's necessary um okay. but it's it's not as uh, it's not as out of the ballpark as you as you think it is. Okay. Um, you don't. Ne- I've seen uh, a friend of mine went and did three hundred and fifty thousand dollars campaign selling some basic sunglasses. Um, he's seventy five years old, and he literally was just he 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 was standing in front of a camera, no no professional cameras or anything. He like had a camera at home, or maybe it was even his iPhone. He held up the sunglasses and he talked about them, and he sold three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow! Um, other people go and other people went and you know they'll go and hire agencies or there's agents and you. I've seen agencies that will do you know these videos for you um, for as little as you know five six hundred dollars up to tens of thousands of dollars. It's just you know it's depending on you know if you find the right people and if you can manage them correctly, um, which is such. And you don't necessarily need a live action video. You could do you know, screencasts or whiteboard videos. It just, the, the point is, is it doesn't matter how you show it. What matters is that, you know, you get the, you get the message across for your product and your team and, and really the vision. Okay. So that brings me to another question is in general, what could somebody expect to spend? What's the initial investment to get one of these really kind of off the ground? If I have an idea, my laser spatula mm-hmm. and I've found you know, a source on Alibaba or, you know, some other source, and I want to do this, what could I realistically look to invest out of my own money that for A, you know, to get the, you know, the, the campaign set up and a decent video, nothing, and, and maybe it's a, it's a, you know, I'm not going to spend five and $10,000 for the most unbelievable video, but I'm going to do one kind of either myself, whoops, got a Harley Davidson going by me here. Cool. But um, what could I t- expect to... Um, spend just to get that kind of off the ground not including any other marketing tactics facebook ads or whatever is it is it relatively inexpensive or well i mean it depends it depends how skilled you are brad Mm -hmm. i mean you can you can literally spend nothing to to get it up there i mean if you you can get the photographs yourself you can um you know do the video yourself um, you know how to go and put together the page. You don't have to hire anybody if, if you don't. Um, and you know, you personally, I, I wouldn't expect you to hire anybody. Maybe just you and your PA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if somebody, it's, it's it's all marketing. So it's if somebody has marketing experience, these are the same things we've been doing for years. It's just a new platform. Now, if somebody is, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're they have no idea. They're totally starting from scratch. Um, you know, they're going to need to get some help and. And that's that's just a matter of how long is a piece of string. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's hard to say, but I do know for a fact that you know you could get good turnkey videos for you know under a thousand dollars. Exactly. Okay, and then you do, and you will need good product renders, and to do that, you need to you know you hire somebody on Elance. Um, you know, we we had some drawings done. It cost us just a hundred, a couple hundred dollars, and it was fine. Nice. Yeah. yeah, the problem with hiring people on the internet is you could spend a lot of money for really bad to poor work. You could spend very little money for excellent work. I once hired, um, I once hired a guy, and he charged me um, 
$110 an hour for some design services. And he was recommended. And I was like, wow, this guy must be great. And, you know, he worked slow. He had a schedule and block off his time for me. He was very professional. He was used to working for corporations and all that. And I, I ended up throwing out his work and getting a, getting a guy from Eastern Europe to do better work for like $12 an hour. Yeah. So it's it's just, you know, it's like... This is this is this was this is what happens once you go down the internet wormhole. Exactly. Yeah. It's there's so many resources. There's good. There's bad. There's everything in between. And yeah. any of us who've been doing it for a while know how to kind of flesh out the, you know, get the cream <laughs> of the crop for a good price. Yeah. Cool. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else that comes to my mind. Like I, I find this extremely fascinating, and on you know, on many levels, of because it just really provides another opportunity for an idea to come to life where you may have been sitting around going, well, I have no idea how to do that. You know, there's a lot of people speaking of the e-commerce business, you know, Amazon, private labeling, et cetera. It seems really exciting to them until they realize that, oh man, I've got to, I've got to spend hundreds to thousands of dollars on my initial inventory potentially. And they have no idea how they're going to come up with that because maybe they're bootstrapping and maybe yeah. they just don't know. And yeah. Yeah, and if, yeah, and if somebody already has you know an idea, they're they're already like three clicks ahead of the game. Exactly, exactly. I love that. Cool. So now you have you told me about a, a for instance a some training or a checklist or you're teaching a class. Ex- explain what you're doing here. You've you've created a resource for people if they're interested in learning a little bit more about this, right? Well, I, I wasn't planning on doing this, but I, I did my crowdfunding campaign and then people started asking me how, because I, I figured out, I figured out a system. I basically figured out how to game the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I started telling people how to do it. And then more people kept asking, asking, and I was like, Oh, crime. And let me go ahead and make a course. So, you know, but before long that, you know, me teaching my friends how to do it and then taking on clients turned into me going and documenting all the training, putting together supplementary, supplementary software, and even planning a live event. So from a, you know, an innocent crowdfunding campaign, somehow I've become, you know, like an authority teacher on crowdfunding, but what I'm teaching people is working. So we have something called incredible dream machines and we're, we're going to be doing kind of a public launch window. Um, and we're doing it kind of a limited time because we're associating with a live event in Las Vegas. And, um, you know, if you're interested in learning more about that um, and also getting a checklist, I've made a checklist of, I think, the 10 steps that you need to have done in order to do your crowdfunding campaign. We have a, a number that you can text. Do you have Do you have the number there, Brad? I believe it is 33444. Is that right? Let me yeah, 33444. And, and I, we made this special uh, text to you. What do you text to 33444? Text my Bacon. <laughs> I love that. No space, just M-Y-B-A-C-O-N to 33444. And I did that just before we got on the phone. And it's, yeah, it's actually a five-step crowdfunding checklist. It looks really cool. It's a couple pages, but it's really, uh, it gives you kind of a breakdown of everything you kind of need to do. And um, what, what I also like about this, by the way, so you're showing people how to do exactly what we've been talking about. But if people have another idea like they've got just an invention they are an inventor they're real creative they've got this idea they'd want to come out with and they've heard about crowdfunding and they probably don't know all the ins and outs is it safe to assume that your training will also help them immensely with all of the marketing the uh way to launch it the way to 
Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, d- doing a crowdfunding campaign is is moving a mountain, and we break it down into steps. There's there's literally hundreds of individual micro tests that you need to go through and be able to do that. And coming at it cold, you're going to miss a lot of these. And and one of the main things for a successful crowdfunding campaign is you need to you need to basically engineer your first round of backers. You can't just throw it up there on the side and hope for the best. But you actually have to do pre-launch practice, either free or paid. Um, depending on how fast you want to move to engineer that traffic. And by engineering that traffic, you're going to, you know, kick over the algorithms and then the rest is, you know, crowdfunding history. That's great. I think this is really cool. And what you're doing is, you know, you took exactly what you're telling other people to do. Find a product that already exists and find an innovative and unique twist on it and then launch it out there. Well, that's exactly what you're doing with this Incredible Dream Machines is you're taking something that exists that people are aware of, which is crowdfunding, and you're adding something that people don't really know that you can do. And as long as you do it um, strategically, ethically, um, creatively, you can you can fund you know an entire launching of a business and and, yeah this isn't just like arbitrage like amazon sellers where you're just selling commodity um these products get into brookstone they get into best buy we have walmart contact us we've had we've had you know the the people at that that famous the most famous fruit phone in the world contact us (laughs) and and you know this is it becomes a launching platform because you've already done all the test marketing you already verified you know if you want to get into best buy or target you knock on their door they're like we don't know if that sells but if you show them look we already sold three hundred thousand dollars they're like oh this product's vouched for give me that and this can this can churn one product into an eight nine figure business right that's one of the things i really like and i've noticed just to kind of bring up this other topic that um there's companies who are launching their products on on crowdfunding even when they don't have to oh yeah it's always of the hype that you get it's an event including one that i was just reading about the other day because pebble just came out with you know a lot of people are familiar with the pebble watch they just came out they launched their pebble time and pebble steel yeah i think they've so far raised 20 million dollars i think it's by now by far the most successful crowdfunding campaign and pebble's already a multi-million dollar company that didn't need to do this but no, they, but it's an awesome platform. People bingo. people just see it on these platforms, and it, it just makes it fun to buy. It's like um, it's like Amazon Prime. I mean, my, my girlfriend has an Amazon Prime account, and she just goes and like just because she's on Amazon Prime, she sees something, she just buys it because it's on that platform. Yeah, I do. The, no, I do the exact same thing. And yeah, and reading about Pebble, they're like, no, we've got a community. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we, we got a community here yeah. uh, of people, and especially if you've launched it once, and it, I would imagine if you. If you you know if strategically if you kind of stick to one general vertical let's just say like health products or, or whatever that you if you continue to come back you give people okay we got cut off there but picking up where we left off one of the things that I was saying was that um, if I imagine if you stick to one particular vertical and then decide to launch you know and you have a successful launch of a product and then you decide to come back out and launch your next product you've already got a bunch of backers who you've given a great success to that this can compound and build on itself so just like pebble if you continue to launch on here the more you do it the more success you probably have and it becomes a community of people who just want to want to pay you know patronize your business yeah yeah and that and that's pretty much and that's pretty much what it is is um the platform just becomes a hub for the community and 
and, and such. You know, people, things that are things that you can for people in private label on Amazon, things that you're struggling to get on page one and you're like buried down in page two or three of the listings and you have no hope of ranking that people are taking that stuff and they're putting it on Indiegogo and they're raising half a million dollars and getting invited to be in Best Buy. Yeah, so that's it's, beautiful. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You could take almost commodity products and just by being the first on a platform like mobile apps back in 2011, you, there's, you just become something special. I love it. So once more to get the checklist, Incredible Dream Machines, five-step crowdfunding checklist, uh, and to learn more about this, text 33444. And the what you want to do in your message is my bacon. <laughs> and uh, what's so? What's really cool about this is uh, you, you'll get a you'll get a, a a message back, and then you can just reply back with your email, and, and Greg will send it right to you. It worked for me; it worked really well. It was kind of cool. And uh, Greg, this has been awesome, man. I, you know, when we talked about this the other day, you kind of gave me an overview, and this was a lot of fun to kind of get on here and flesh out some of the details, and you know, cross some of the T's and dot some of the I's of details that I didn't know, but. Um, I think you've tapped into something really cool and unique and it's going to help a lot of people, especially if they were sitting on a, you know, a desire, an idea to get this going and didn't really know exactly the best way to do it or they're, they had something going and they want to use crowdfunding to, you know, put some extra octane in it. Yeah, it's hot, man. You know, in a couple of years, it won't be hot. It'll be hard and we'll move on to something else. But right now it's hot. And when things are hot, you got to jump on them. Absolutely. So... I appreciate your time on here. I encourage anybody listening who is the least bit curious to text my bacon to three three four four four. And if you have any other questions, uh, if they want to get a hold of you, if they want to go to your website, is it you know, is there? Um, we have we have we have a page up there, incredibledreammachines.com, um, okay. or they could just add me on Facebook. Cool. Right? It's it's I Greg Jacobs is my Facebook thingy, so you could just I Greg find... iPhone I Greg. Yeah, it's like I Greg like like interactive Greg Jacobs. I like it. It's like Facebook.com/slash I Greg Jacobs. I'll, um, and we we can you know connect on there as well. That's awesome. Uh, for anybody else who has any questions, please send those to me at askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com you can send me your questions you can send me your comments you can send me guest requests and if you want to be a guest on the show you've got something really cool and innovative you would like to share with me heck let me know and leave a review on iTunes if you like this if you're not a subscriber subscribe to it leave a review it doesn't take just a few seconds to let me know and I read every single one of them Uh, Greg I really appreciate your time on the call today I look forward to seeing you here hopefully sometime soon. I've got a honeymoon to get to, but um, this has been great, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for the time, Brad, and I think people are going to love this. I think so, too. All right, guys. See you next time.